Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Hey, we're going to be doing something a little bit different here on my podcast. A few weeks ago, I had mentioned that I was going to make a pivot here on my podcast. And one of those pivots is me helping you understand your Bible in a deeper way. I'm going to do that by going through the life of David. And so over the coming weeks, I will be posting content uh, where we will be studying First and Second Samuel together. I'll have a teaching at the front of each time that we gather and then also at the end I'll have a discussion with a friend of mine where we go over uh, the study for the day and talk about what we've gotten out of it. My hope is is that the content will help you understand your Bible in a deeper way and each time I post I'll have a link for you to be able to print off a study guide and my hope is that you would grab a friend go through the content and just begin to study your Bible for yourself. So with all that said let's jump into today's content. Well, this week we are going to talk about covenant friendship, and I know that this is probably something that everybody has differing opinions on, and so I am sharing um, my journey and like my thoughts about it, and I, I will say even in the story of Jonathan and David, um, we can't do the study of David without talking about Jonathan and David. There is a lot of conflicting um, opinions around it. And so I love this story. I love the story of Jonathan and David. I love it so much. I think the sweetness of their friendship is so precious. And even I think it's interesting um, I could talk forever about like David, whenever Jonathan passes away, um, how he just honestly, he is never the same. Like it's, you can tell the longing in his heart for Jonathan um, from that point forward. And so what we're going to talk about today is good friends and God friends. And I really believe there's a massive difference between the friends in our life that are just good friends. And I think most of the friendships that people have that they would call like their best friend or somebody that's really close to them, they're just a good friend, but they're not an actual God friend. And in David and Jonathan's relationship, we see so much beauty in their friendship. And you can find um, some of the story that we're going to talk about today is going to be in First Samuel 18, um, 1 through 4. And uh, you see them uh, making covenant to one another. And this isn't just isolated to David and Jonathan. In fact, this is a reoccurring theme that you see throughout Scripture. We see it happen with Ruth and Naomi. Um, We also see it happening with Elisha and Elijah. Um, We see this between Paul and Timothy. So we see covenant friendships throughout Scripture um, where God just unites the hearts of two people and they begin to go after with everything they have, uh, the call and the purpose. So a few things that I think we can get from Jonathan and David's relationship. Number one is it It's not based on performance. Um, They loved each other for right where they're at. Here David is, and he is a convict uh, running away from Saul, and yet Jonathan loved him right where he was at. And I think about this because um, in Jonathan's mindset, the throne actually belonged to him. He could have had every reason to see David as a rival of his, but David never had to do anything to earn Jonathan's love. He just loved him right where he was at. 
And I think about this because we see this so much um, in the life of Jesus. Jesus uh, loves us and accepts us right where we are. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to prove it. In fact, in 1 Samuel 20, verse 17, it says, And Jonathan had David reaffirm his oath out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. He just fully accepted him right where he was at. And I believe that God friendships in our life. We never have to prove ourselves. We never have to uh, measure up to some level of performance. Um, but we're accepted right where we're at. Number two, um, in David and Jonathan, we see that it's built on sacrifice. I believe when you have a God friendship in your life, uh, you guys, you equally um, sacrifice and give things up for one another. And we see this happening in 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 4. And there's a few things that Jonathan takes off to sacrifice to David. Um, he takes off his robe and he takes off his belt and he gives his weapons. And the robe is significant because Jonathan was sacrificing uh, what represented his status. His robe would have represented to all the people that he was leading that he was a prince. And he was letting David know like, hey, I'm willing to sacrifice the way I'm known in this nation. I'm willing to lay down my own status, my prestige, and everything for this relationship. The sword um, and the sword of the bow represent he's pledging to defend David no matter what. The sword being personal defense, like I will defend you, and the bow representing I will never use my army against you. And so those weapons being laid down to David was significant because he's letting David know I'm not going to do anything personally, nor will I employ the powers that I have available to me. And we see this even at the very end of Jonathan's life. He could have um, used it in his own personal gain. He could have given up where David was to the army. He could have given him up to himself, right, and uh, personally gone against David. But up until the very end, he never used the nation's army nor himself did he go after David. And so he was pledging to personally defend him. The next thing is the belt. And the belt was significant, and the reason for that is is they it was given to somebody whenever they had won a battle. And so kind of like how we have trophies today. And, um, well, the only people that get belts are like in the WWE. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like a, kind of would kind of be similar to that. But what I love in that is Jonathan saying, you're really, you have won things and you have won battles that you were never awarded for. And so I don't have to receive the credit. I want you to get the credit. And God, true God friendships, like they're willing to give up their status. They're willing to let you take the credit for things. They're they're okay to not have to be in the forefront. Um, they push you to the forefront, right? They're not, um, they're pledging to personally defend you, but also they're not going to use um, their platform or any way to make you look bad or shameful. And we see that, right? We see the sacrifice that was made on Jonathan's behalf for David. But we see David doing the same thing. In fact, David with Mephibosheth, he went on years later um, taking care of people from Jonathan's house. He stayed loyal to that commitment. And I want to just encourage you that if you're not in a relationship where there's mutual sacrifice, then you're not in a God friendship. You're just in a good friendship. It's what the world's way of saying friendship should be. But actual friendship should be uh, mutually sacrificing, mutually giving things up. The third thing that we see in the life of David and Jonathan is they champion God's plan for their lives. And this is so cool because Jonathan ultimately could have said, by birthright, the throne is mine. 
But his heart was, God, I want whatever you want. And if David, who is who is supposed to be in charge, then that's what I want. I'm not championing my view and my plan for my life, but I want God's plan for David's life, and I want God's plan for my life. And I think about this because uh, whenever God does something, he never sends people out by themselves, right? Moses had Aaron. Um, Elijah, your Bible talks about how he battled with depression. But as soon as he comes in contact with Elisha, we never see Elijah being depressed from that point forward. God always works in twos. In fact, in Luke 10, 1, Jesus, when he gets ready to evangelize an area, he sends the disciples out two by two. Why? Because God works with people right? He knows that we're best when we're in community with people, but the people that we're connected with, it's so important that they champion God's call for our lives. And I think a lot of people have their own like personal ambitions or what they want to see happen or their own selfish motives around a relationship. And so a few things about uh, God friends versus good friends. Uh, God friends love you, right? Good friends love to be around you. And usually on a good friend, like they just love to be around you when you're in a good mood or what you can do for them or the energy you bring. Like they want to be near you at a party because you know everybody. But God friends just love you. Like it doesn't matter if you're talking or not talking, happy or sad, they're there. And which goes to the next point is God friends uh, love you for who you are. And good friends uh, love what you do for them. And so good friends love you as long as you're there. And I talk to so many people and they talk about how their best friend, they're so worried um, that they're in a season of their life and they're not going to be able to do the things they used to do for them. Maybe it's keeping their kids or helping them out at their house. And they're afraid how that's going to uh, affect their friendship. And I always tell them if they're truly your God friend, then you can change what you do for them, but it does not change the place that you hold in their life. And a great way to know if somebody's just using you is when you stop doing those things for them, do they still love you? Do they still have a place for you? And if the answer is no, they were just using you. They were never actually your friend. But God friends love who you are. And it's not about what you do for them. It's not about what you contribute. You don't have to earn a place or prove a place um, in their life. They're there with you for the highs and lows. Uh, God friends, it's a give and take relationship. It's sometimes you're giving and sometimes you're taking. Um, on the phone with them, are you, do you hang up the phone and you know everything about them and they don't know anything about you? Um, are you the one that's always bailing them out of some kind of crisis situation? And if the answer to that is yes, then you just have a good friend. And good friends, all they know how to do is just take. Um, and the sad part is, is the minute you stop giving, they're gone, right? They're only there because you're the emotional crutch for them or whatever it might be that they're receiving from you. And just side note, um, the minute you put a boundary and you stop giving what they've always gotten from you, they get resentful and leave. But that's a whole nother subject. Um, anyways, the next thing about God friends is they're committed to your calling. And they're committed to your calling. Good friends are committed to their purpose for your life. So sometimes with friendships, uh, they only like you uh, being what they want you to be. And so they're only comfortable being around you as long as it fits their purpose, their plan. So once you outgrow that or your life goes beyond that, then they start pulling away because they don't know how to handle you on the next level of success. Whereas God friends don't have insecurity involved in it. And so they love you right where you're at 
and so because they're committed to your calling and not to their purpose for your life. So it might change the way you react to each other or interact with each other, but you're still in each other's lives. The next thing is, is God friends are hard to offend. And I love this scripture in Proverbs uh, 17, verse 9. And I actually love it in the Passion, which is not my tradition. And it says, Love overlooks the mistakes of others, but dwelling on the failures of others devastates friendships. And God friends are really hard to offend. Like, you have to work really hard to make them offended. You know why? Because 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love always believes the best. And when somebody's a God friend in your life, uh, they just are always believing the best in you versus good friends. You're always having to explain yourself. You're always having to say what you actually meant. There's always something you have to walk on eggshells. You have to reread your text message before you send it because you don't know how they're going to understand it this time or all these things, right? And if you have a friendship like that, they're not a God friendship in your life. They're just a good friend. Um, the next thing is God friends, uh, defend you in private and in public. I would say this. I love the beauty of Jonathan taking off every weapon. He's like, there's no way that I'm going to hurt you. Like, you you hold it all. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. Um, I'm going to defend you in private and in public. But good friends, uh, only defend you when you're around. And you always have this sneaking suspicion of what are they saying about me when I'm not here. And if you have that feeling with somebody, it's probably because they are talking bad about you. Just the truth. But, um Oh, that's a whole nother subject. But God friends, um, God friends are honest with you. Uh, good friends tell you what you want to hear. And God friends, I love this in Proverbs 27, verse 6. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend over the kisses of an enemy. And so the word kiss there means the words that you want to hear. And the wounds part is the truth that you don't want to hear but will make you better. And true God friendships are going to be honest with you. They're going to tell you the things that you don't really want to hear, but you know at the core of your being they're going to help make you better. Um, but, man, those good friends, they only tell you the things that you want to hear. I, I want the honest truth because that's how I'm going to grow, right? So hopefully uh, those things uh, speak to you, and I uh, hope you got something out of this. Okay, so we got done with that, and Emily goes, there's one part that you said that was really good, but I don't remember it. I was like, wow. <laughs> so this is going to be really awesome. So Out of the last 15 minutes, there was like one point, man. It was, was like, like, whoa. Finally. <laughs> she said something good. Dang, Dang. I've been waiting all day for this. She was like, I don't remember it, but man. But man, it was good. This one part. It really good. spoke to me. Yeah, it was good. So hopefully those of you that are listening, there was one part that you liked too. Hopefully they steward Revelation better than I did. I doubt it. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Great. Well, I love this subject. Okay, great. I feel like I've gone on a personal journey of it in the last few years. Of like, what is that really of like seeking the Lord of like, what is... God friendship versus good friendship look like. Yes. And also, like, um, like some people, this is a great lyric from our, uh, the prophet Justin Bieber. Okay. He said some people uh, are in your life for a season and some people are in your life for a reason. Oof. 
So I just think I've gone through, like, there's seasons of your life where you're like, this person is in my life just for this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're a great, great friend, Mm -hmm. but they're not like a, um, it's not a Jonathan and David tell death do us part kind mm-hmm. of friendship. Do yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ruth and Naomi, where you yeah. go, I will go. No, yeah. yeah. There's seasons where it's like, I'm so thankful that I have these people, but they're not uh, impressed upon you as like, I will take care of your children when you're gone. <laughs> and like, do you That's know what lot. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, I went through a, lo- a lot of like, okay, God, show me what that looks like though. Mm-hmm. Like what is real, like... What's God friendship look like? So we talked about this because there was a a well-known pastor um, Mm -hmm. that recently did a message. And in the message, he was kind of saying that the relationship between David and Jonathan wasn't pure. And it was really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about it. And in fact, uh, one of my friends, Jamie Bates, um, her and I were messaging about it because she loves uh, the story of Jonathan and David as well. Mm -hmm. And we kind of were talking about, uh, Emily and I, just about how our culture doesn't know how to do vulnerable, intimate relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I think it's that's, abnormal. It's abnormal. Mm-hmm. So I think most people have good friendships and think like this is as good as it'll ever be. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you are in this pursuit of mm-hmm. of like, okay, God, show me what, what this is actually that? is. Yeah, and when I think about it, you know, uh, I was thinking about in your message, like what you just spoke of, like when Jonathan laid down his defenses, it was like, I'm also not guarded with you. Mm-hmm. And I think most people don't have someone where, like, you kind of have, like, a little bit of a, like, a, I'm going to put my armor on around everyone uh-huh. Uh-huh. so that I make sure that I don't get hurt. Yeah. Right? Um, but I don't think you get God friends with, like, keeping your suit and armor on all the time. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, you don't get, you don't get deep relationship without vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It'll always feel surface if mutual you're surface. vulnerability. Yes. yes, mutual, not just one, not just right. Because if I'm if I'm just vulnerable and you're not, then it's just a. TD Jakes always said, if you're the one always talking and they're listening, it's because they're Judas, and they're gonna use what you're saying to hurt you later. Right. And he's like, be careful if you're in a relationship where you're the only one being vulnerable. Right. I was like, dang. Or it's like a counselor and a. Oh, patient. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you think, people think like, oh, the closest relationship I have is with my counselor. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's the only person you're vulnerable with. Yeah. I know a lot of pastors that say that. Exactly. Honestly. It's the only person you ever actually talk about how you're feeling or what's going on in your heart. Mm -hmm. But it's not mutual. Right. They're not a God friend. Right. But it is the only person that you think really knows you because it's the only person you're willing to be vulnerable with. Dang. And it's false vulnerability. Yeah. Right? Because they're, like, bound by law not to talk about what you're talking about Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. a counselor. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, like, gives you the sense of, like, I have uh, have proximity and relationship. But you really don't. Mm -mm. Um, And so I loved that. It's just, like, um, with God friendships, Mm -hmm. it's not – you can have boundaries without having walls. Yes. And I think that that's something, like, also I've been seeking the Lord with. Like, you should have boundaries. A boundaryless life is dangerous, yes. right? But boundaries look more, like Dave, uh, Danny Silk says, they look more like a fence than a wall, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, like, block people out mm-hmm. and, like, 
hide in our room of our hearts and lock the door and don't let anybody in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll, like, slip uh, thoughts through the bottom of the door, but we don't actually let anybody see us. Yeah, that's good. And you wonder why you don't have God friends, though. Yeah. And why you're discouraged. Yeah. I mean, truly. Yeah. Because even you look at Naomi. So I, I just thought about this. Mm-hmm. So Elijah was discouraged until he met Elisha. Right. Right? Right. David was discouraged until he got Jonathan. Right. Think about Naomi. She wanted to change her name to right. bitterness. Right. Mara. Right? Like right. bitterness. And then Ruth stayed with her. And right after that, like, right. she, we don't see her being sad anymore. Right. She doesn't change her name. <laughs> right. But yeah. she was like super vulnerable, super honest about mm-hmm. what she felt, super honest of yeah. like, I'm not going to be able to do anything for you. Right. Like, if you follow me, I don't have any promises of anything. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I have nothing to give. Yes. Right. Yes. And like, but through that honesty and Ruth connecting with her, I just, uh, as you were saying that, I was like, man, you think about America, how many people are depressed. Mm-hmm. And is it because we're actually not being vulnerable with the right people? Yeah. Like a counselor isn't going to give to you a friendship. No. Like you pay them. It's yeah. a contractual agreement. Mm-hmm. Whole Foods doesn't really care about being my friend. They're right. just, they're receiving money for goods or services right right. and I think we have a lot of contractual friendships that Mm -hmm. feel like intimacy but they're not it's not like true like connection and Mm -hmm. vulnerability Mm -hmm. so and I would encourage you like if you're listening like you think about how many people Jonathan knew how many people David knew and I think um there's like a there's like a linking up in the spirit that Mm -hmm. you can't explain and I think you see that with Elisha and Elijah like, he's just out there plow- plowing the field, and Elijah calls to him. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think there's, like, a God synergy mm-hmm. that only God can make happen between, like, kingdom friendships, like, God yeah. friendships. Yeah. When yeah. you say, because yeah. you've tried, I, I know myself, I've tried to attach myself to people. Like, like, I really want a Jonathan, so, like, let me make someone that. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, look I was going to everything. I was going to mention that, too, is, like, part of the journey of me, like, okay, what does God friendships look like? And, mm-hmm. like, I know that there's something deeper, but, and I know that there's, like, friendship that God has for me that's beyond, like, just, like, hey. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like yeah. surface level friendship, right? I know that there's something there, but um, in the effort to like, I think sometimes we can see the promise and then try to create the promise mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Instead of believing God for the promise, we like make a model of it yeah. ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, because the promise becomes the idol and mm-hmm. then you just build that idol. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you say that keeps us from future vulnerability because we yeah. make ourselves vulnerable and that person leaves? Yeah. 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 You you uh, insert yourself into situations that trying and naming them after God when mm-hmm. it's not God. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just one of those things that you're like, it's not something you go and seek out. Mm-mm. I think it's something that God gives you as a gift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. It's not, it's not like, let me evaluate all my relationships right now. Which mm-hmm. ones are God friends and which ones are good friends? And if I, I don't see a God friend, I have to go find it. Yeah. Or I have to make one of my good friends a God friend. Mm-hmm. I think that it happens. I love, so I love, can I say, can I say something say right everything. here? Uh, T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I quote him all the time. Yeah. So he always says that Jesus had thousands following him. Mm-hmm. He had the 12 disciples, but he had three. 
And he always says, if you have three covenant friendships in a lifetime, you're doing really good. And he's like, you'll have thousands. So, like, appreciate the good friends, right? Yeah. Your life's going to be full of them. Mm -hmm. But if you have three in a lifetime, you're, like, doing as good as the Messiah. Yeah. Like, he had Peter, James, and John. Those were his closest. Those were his boys, you Mm -hmm. know? And he was fully vulnerable with them. Like, Mm -hmm. got transfigured in front of them. Yeah. Like, shared the most deepest, intimate moments with them. Right. And so, I think in our lives, like, it's... It's not expecting like, oh, well, I don't have any friends because these people do these things. It's like I approach certain relationships. I'm like, oh, I know that you love me because of what I do for you. But if I ever fun. stop doing this for you, mm-hmm. like there's people that love me because I don't even know if I can say this. <laughs> I probably can't. But uh, I was going to say something, but I probably should say it. But there's like certain things that I do for them. But if I ever stop doing that, they would be That's, out of my life. That was the limit of what you were for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so they think I'm the best and they act like I'm the best. But I know that like, there's a wall there. And mm-hmm. if I ever stop doing that, mm-hmm. I know that they wouldn't call me. They wouldn't send me a Christmas card next year. Like, yeah. I'm out. And yeah. that's okay. So, but it's just recognizing the relationship and knowing that in my heart, in my life, they're only going to come so close. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't think that, I think that's just natural, like, boundary. And if every, but if every person in your life was Jonathan, that would get real hard. Yeah. Right? God. So, like, you I don't know, have time for that. No. Like, if every person in your church was a Jonathan, that would be like, Jonathan wouldn't be a thing we'd yeah. be talking about right now. Oh, 100%. Do you know what I mean? I have people tell me all the time, I want to be your friend. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm a terrible friend. I don't have time for the friends I have. <laughs> but that's Whatever. the truth, right? Yeah. Because it's like true friendships, right? Like, yeah. And I, th- I think I would say this too, is like, uh, when you want a God friend, you have to be a God friend, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so like be the, f- if you have somebody in your life that you're like, I really feel like God's pl- placed them in my life, like, and I feel like a connection with them, mm-hmm. then be that person. Like, yeah. I love you no matter what. I'm available for you. Yeah. Whether you're high or you're low. Mm-hmm. Like. Champion the God gift in yeah, you. Yeah. I see the God gift in you and I'm going to like always let you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like waiting for someone to be like, you're my Jonathan. And yeah. then you become that. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It does not. Right. And so, um. I, I think that you're like that fails miserably. Don't yeah, do it. It doesn't work. No. But um, but it's when you get a synergy with somebody and you're like, dude, this yeah. is like I feel the God on this. Mm-hmm. Like there's like like the breath of God's like behind this, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna give myself to it and just see what happens, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna show up and be that friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we only worry about today. Mm-hmm. So. Like, uh, as far as, like, how long is this person going to be around? And, like, I think you can – people get caught up in all those things. Really? Like, wow. You don't think lot. so? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Like, um, of, like, I think sometimes people are just like, oh, they're just here. And yeah. And they're there. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I've always felt like God asking, like, you treat everybody like they're going to be around. Like, mm-hmm. that – like, you treat people like they're going to be around. Mm-hmm forever mm-hmm. and if they leave it's you deal with it then mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that people can be like fearful of like this relationship is temporary mm-hmm. so I'm not going to invest yeah, in it that's good that is true do you know what I mean yeah 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 like you're just you're just gonna you're just a season 
It doesn't mean like you're all in, but it's also, I think, um, Brian's dad always says, if you want to make your, if you want to have friends, show yourself friendly, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, give, you don't have to go all in with that person, but you can at least start testing the waters. No. And there's been people I've thought, oh yeah, I really love them. And then I get with them and I'm like, you're 50 shades of crazy. Like we are not, (laughs) we will not vibe together. Actually, this is a good word. You like go on testing trips like, are you going to be my friend trips? Yeah, for real. <laughs> I no, usually real. can tell, like, one coffee in. Yeah. Like, we're going to vibe together or, like. Some people, you just, it just works like that. And I yeah. think it's all for different reasons, too. Because mm-hmm. there's there's God connections that I'm like, I feel really connected to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're Jonathan to me. Right. Do you know what I mean? It could be, like. They're just a good friend for this se- season like, of your life or yeah. this area of your life mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I think that's good. What would you say to someone that feels like, um, I've been looking for a God friend for a long time, and oh. I don't know if I'm going to, like, I feel weary in looking. Like, I feel weary in that. You yeah. have something to say to them. I do? Okay, great. Uh, just... You were in that place before. <laughs> yeah. You've been there. I've been there. Um, I know where you're at, and I would just say, like... God's faithful, and he knows how lonely you feel. And, gosh, I know, like, pastor's wives in general, mm-hmm. are it's the most lonely profession. Mm-hmm. And so most pastor's wives I talk to um, are in this category. Yeah. And so I would just encourage you, like, God hears your cry, and to just not give up. You know, not giving up, praying, and believing for that. And in the meantime, like, appreciate the good friends that are in your life, but just don't give them weapons to use against you. I think that's the mistake I made, like, a long time ago. And I realized there was one person I I really loved in my life, and I thought she was great, but I realized I was the only one talking and being vulnerable. And that later ended up really biting me. And um, there was another person I always had the sneaking suspicion that she was doing something uh, wrong, and she was. And so I would just, like, caution you, like, listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Don't get so desperate. It's kind of like that desperate girl in high school. Yeah. Like, she's... Like, oh, my gosh, we love each other. And you're like, no. No. You actually don't. You actually like, don't. you're not in love, but you want to be in love. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you'll, like, rush something that's you'll not really run big. past like every red flag of like are well, they like easily creating offended? hype around something that's not actually hype yes you know what i mean yes it's just like something that's not that great you're actually just creating hype because it's something you want yes right yes so it's being like okay god like mm-hmm. i just trust you in my relationships yeah and really being like uh led by the holy spirit in your yeah. friendships like yeah. what am i allowed like how close can I allow this person? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be, like, moved by fear mm-hmm. or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I had this I one friend that I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so great. But, like, out of nowhere, she will she would attack me and mm-hmm. just, like, come after me so hard. And I was like, whoa. And every time it caught me off guard. And finally, Brian was like, do you not see the pattern of, like, every time you let her close for any length of time, she's going to come out swinging against you? Like, at a certain point, you have to stop. And so I think for me, like, I would encourage the person who's waiting for, like, a God friendship. um, Just appreciate the good friends in Mm -hmm. your your life, but have very firm boundaries. And if it's a person who's always offended, don't give them things to be offended about. Mm -hmm. Like, be careful. 
you know. Yeah. Um, if it's a person that you know is using you um, for what you can do, asking yourself, is this something I'm willing to give in this season? If the answer is no, it's okay to step away from that relationship right. for a season. Right. Um, so, But just appreciating because still at the end of the day, all those good friendships are in your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing bad about that. No. But it also helps me in how I show up. Right. You know, and then while I'm praying and while I'm waiting for the God friend that God has for me, um, I'm not putting myself in a position where I can be used by somebody. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you think that everyone gets a God friend? I think yes. God sent, uh, Jesus sent people out two by two. I think we can um, ruin it by ourselves. Like we can reject what God's trying to bring us. Yeah. 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 How would you prevent that? Like... (sighs) You know what I'm saying? Like, for I think that it's easy because that's why why I was saying like, uh, being holy led by the Holy Spirit in your friendships. Mm-hmm. So being like God, if I'm uh, if this is fear that's keeping me from being or insecurity or insecurity or whatever, then tell me. But if it's like you warning me, like just lead me in that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like I'm not leaning on my own understanding, right? Of mm-hmm. like, is this person good? I don't know all things. Yeah, but I do know like. God will tell me, like, is this somebody I can trust? Yeah. And, like, if there's any fear in me or doubt in me, like, just remove that and help mm-hmm. me to, like, accept who you bring in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not because, because I think a lot of people reject gifts God's giving because they expect what they've gotten in the past. Yeah. Or to look like what they've romanticized. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And people do that, like, looking for a spouse, too. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same. Oh, with everything. Like <laughs> all the God calling. Right? Yeah, God they're purpose. like, I thought whenever I came into this, it would look a mm-hmm. certain way. Yeah, and so, but all of those things are combated with all of those. Really, it comes down to spiritual awareness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which is for and all of our awareness, right? Like self awareness and spiritual yeah. awareness. Of yeah, like why am I rejecting this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there any fear in me? Can I be honest with myself? Yes. Right and. Some of us don't want to. Yeah. I think that... And I think sometimes we never put ourselves in places and spaces to connect with people. Like, groups is such a big deal. Like, people going to a community group where other people are running fast after Jesus. Like, finding yourself in a community group. Like, if you're wanting somebody with spiritual depth, like, getting yourself... Where are you looking? Yes, where are you looking? If you're going to, like, the gym and home and work all the time, you're probably not going to find somebody deep spiritually. But if you got yourself, like, in your church... There's probably a group meeting that you could get involved yeah. with. And there's going to be, like, the odds are pretty strong. There might be mm-hmm. somebody there. And they may not be a God friend, but they might be a good friend for you spiritually mm-hmm. totally. to just start talking theologically with. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. So I think, like, a lot of times we don't even put ourselves in spaces to find those friends mm-hmm. of, like, what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And, again, if you want to have friends, show yourself friendly. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. yeah. I think a big part of it, too, is letting yourself be seen. Yeah. I don't let everyone see me, but when I trust someone, I do. Like, let them see all of me, right? Yeah. So, so you're laughing, but like, honestly, I'm like, not everybody needs to know, like, what emotional roller coaster I went down today, right? (laughs) Yeah. But there are, like, it is important that I have some people that I can, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's like what makes it healthy or okay Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and I think some people have a calling where they have to share all the things they're going through right Mm -hmm. like David yeah (laughs) right and there's there's a place for that 
mm-hmm. like where you're vulnerable for congregation. I always but... wonder, though, David, in his vulnerability, I don't know if he fully knew that that was going to get canonized yeah. in Scripture. Like if he, it was just like his journal. <laughs> I really do think. I really, I feel that way because Emily reads through some of my journal stuff for stuff that she does for me sometimes. And I'm like, this is so vulnerable. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know what David feels like now. Yeah. He's like, cool, great. Y'all yeah. are all just laughing about this, but this was my real life. Yeah. You're welcome. But then I think of like me as a songwriter, like there's things that. There's things that I write that feel vulnerable to me, mm-hmm. but nobody else even, like, realizes that it's, like, you actually went through something. You knew some of the stuff that you read in my workbook the other day. Well, You're yeah, like, I'm talking about That me. was vulnerable. <laughs> that was so vulnerable. I was like, God, I'm cringing so hard right now. Oh. I'm like, I just want to disappear off the earth. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But with him, he's like... A lot of times he's, like, a victim at the beginning. and then Yeah. Like, everyone's coming after me. Like, that's, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I really want to talk to David and ask him. Especially Dude. with all this controversy around Jonathan and David. I know. But there's just... always been controversy. Like, as long as I can remember, there's always been yeah. something. And, again, I'm not bashing any of those camps. And, like, if that's your opinion, like, totally have respect for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I don't know, call it naive. I just love their story too much to be like, okay, I'm going to dismiss it off. And not only do I love their story too much, but I see too much of it also echoed throughout Scripture. Yeah. Like, where we see similar um, instances happening. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, I just, I, I can't, I can't get behind that. So, yeah. But hopefully you got something out of today. Do you they think definitely they did? did. Yeah. If you didn't, out of this 38 minutes of goodness, then gosh. Gosh. <laughs> hopefully you have one good thing. There was yeah. one good part. The goal is just one good thing. One good thing. Yeah. So, hey, right. uh, thanks so much for being here. you got so much out of today's content can you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on any new content here on my podcast also one of the best ways for people to find my podcast is by you if you will share this podcast on your social media or maybe text it to a friend help me get the word out so we can help others also everything you need to know about today's podcast will be available down in the show notes i also have a link for you to stay subscribed to my emails so you never miss out on anything that i have going on so hey thank you so much for being here and let's do something awesome for god this week